This is a new dimension in sound. The sound here has been recorded on the tape magnetically. This is us. We're back. Oh my god. Oh my god, Dave. <laughs> Dave. Another week and another episode of A Dave in the Life. Thanks for listening. And if you haven't already, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. It is another Good Things 2019 Festival special. As we chat to another incredible outfit, Coheed and Cambria. They're appearing alongside Parkway Drive. A day to remember, Violent Soho, Simple Plan, Bad Religion, Trivium, who we spoke to recently, Skeg, Simple Creatures, Carnival, and so many more. Goodthingsfestival.com.au the best way to kick into Christmas is to get to good things. The 6th, 7th and 8th in Melbourne, Sydney and Brisbane. Here's a channel I had with Claudio, the incredible co-head in Cambria recently. Claudio, how are you, sir? I'm good. How are you doing, Dave? I'm doing really good, thanks, mate. It's a, it's a beautiful Friday here. Whereabouts in the world are you and what's going on apart from this interview? I am in my apartment in Crown Heights, Brooklyn, looking outside my window as cars go by. It's uh, getting pretty cold this time of year in Brooklyn, mate. Coming out to Australia for a summer stint at Good Things is the thought of escaping the US winter for a few days, kind of like a, a big rock and roll summer camp for you guys? That's what I'm hearing, yes, it is. Um, you know, I got to tell you, I'm a big fan of the cold. I like this time of year here in the US, you know, with the fall and stuff, but you know, after a while, like, the, the winters can get, you know, they can get kind of brutal. So it, it's going to be a, a welcome change for sure. So, so yeah. Right here at the perfect time of year, good things. The 6th, 7th, and 8th across Melbourne, Sydney, and Brisbane. We're chatting to Claudio from the incredible band Coheed and Cambria. Mate, so much of your music is driven by storylines across full records. Does it make it hard to choose set lists when you have a, a really short time to play a festival? Absolutely, yeah, because, you know, you're trying to find a balance between, like, the new material you're trying to promote and then, of course, like, the songs that have a history behind them, you know, that that your fans are sort of expecting to hear. Um, so, yeah, it can be exceptionally difficult. Um, not so much because of the concept, you know, we usually put that aside in situations like this, but, yeah, really, just, you know, in terms of satisfaction, like, you know, what is going to be the most we can we can give for the time that we're allowed that's going to make people happy. Um, yeah, that's about it. I've spoken to a lot of bands that do things like analytical research where they look at their Spotify and say, hey, this particular country is streaming these songs more so than others. Does that go into that kind of uh, factoring in for a set list or is that just too much thought? Dave, it will now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, uh, no, I mean, you know, we don't, I mean, I think I think Coheed fans, um, you know, like the favorites are pretty are almost kind of universal. You know what to sort of expect in terms of what the favorite is. Um, you know, it's just about trying to figure out what the which new ones make the most sense for whatever territory. Um, but now that you bring that up, I mean, that might you know that might that seems like a pretty resourceful tool to to try. Um, but. Uh, you know, yeah, and and for all I know, to be honest, management might even be doing that and like suggesting songs at times, and that could be the reason they do it. So, um, but, but yeah, I mean, for me, it's just you know trying to make sure you know what's the favorite just by by you know experience. 
uh, recent record, Vaxis Act 1, The Unheavenly Creatures, came out just last year. And I've got to say, particularly across songs like Pavilion, uh, your voice on the record was just amazing. Was that just a great coincidence, or did you work more on your tonality and your, your voice for that release? You know, this time around, you know, we got a chance to produce the record ourselves. Um, so I didn't have, like, anybody sort of, you know, guiding me in terms of how to deliver my, my vocal. You know, we also tried different microphone methods, um, which may have had uh, uh, some hand in that. But, um, but for the most part, it's like, you know, it just, it's, it just, I just kind of, you know, let myself and my, and, you know, just kind of figure out like, what's the best delivery? How does the voice sit um, the most in, in the most like interesting way, um, you know, without like, you know, it can kind of get confusing when you have like too many cooks in the kitchen telling yeah. you how you should deliver your, your message, you know? Um, and I get it. Like having producers on, you know, on records or, you know, can be really like, can, can be very valuable, um, you know, getting that sort of perspective. But I think at this stage in my life and the message that I wanted to convey in these songs, whether it be conceptual or personal, like, I think I knew how to execute that, um, you know, in the way that was right for me. Uh, so, so, uh, you know, may, maybe that had a hand in it. Or Dave, honestly, maybe it was just those microphones. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, a lot of introspective thought and then finishing in a very humble fashion. Uh, it's a pleasure to have Claudio from Coheed <laughs> and Cambria on the show this afternoon, uh, getting uh, geared up for good things across December. Uh, of course, the, the new record only came out last year. Is there more new music planned? Are, are you guys working? Are you one of those musicians that's constantly working on new material? I mean, a little bit here and there. I mean, you know, to be completely honest, yesterday, the last thing I was thinking about was new material for COVID. Um, and today, you know, I've been sort of chipping away at some ideas. Like, uh, it's just tough. It's like, it's not something that nor normally at this, like, phase in the game, I don't, I don't necessarily like to do the, write the record, do the tour, you know. Yep and then do it again. You know, I don't like really fall into the cycle um, so quick. So, um, you know, so I, I just allow time to really tell, tell me like when it's, when I should start. And, and like I said, the yesterday I wasn't coheed music, new coheed music was the furthest thing from my mind. And today, you know, it might be, it might be on, you know, might be the first thing. So, yeah. Touching back on what you said before about self-production, it can be an incredibly freeing process, but also, if you're a perfectionist, it can also kind of be a tough uh, process. Would you do it again? And did you find it hard to know when to let go self-producing? No, you know, I got to tell you, I would do it again. I mean, I, I'm also, here's the problem. is I'm also, uh, I like to call myself, I, I gave myself this nickname after a, uh, after a character, I gave myself this nickname years ago, after a character within the Batman rogues gallery. It's a villain named the Calendar Man. <laughs> now, not because of any reason, you know, I like the Calendar Man, I do like the character, but I like the idea of being scheduled. I think schedules are important. I don't always necessarily abide by them, but when it comes to 
work, I like to be on time, you know? And, uh, and so that's, that's the thing is I don't allow myself to get lost in, in things. And, you know, it's like, it's like, uh, you know, there's a lot of preparation that goes into a Coheed record. So when it comes time to actually record it, there's a schedule and I like to stay on that schedule. And sure enough, man, we, we, we finished this record. Damn on the last day like that was scheduled I, i'm very proud of that um you know because you're right like most people yeah you you know you can get stuck in the studio and and you can just keep going and keep going and then you have a and r's and management knocking on your door and you know where's this where's the product yeah where's this where's that and you know what i want to avoid that conversation you know i just i you know i'm strictly business once you put a schedule in front of my face it's going to be strictly business across December for good things. Coheed, Cambria, Trivium, Parkway Drive, so many fantastic bands coming. Uh, we all know that you're a massive comic book fan. We know that you're a huge fan of Kurt Vonnegut's writing. Uh, but do you have any other strange hobbies that we might not know about? We've learned some incredible things recently. For instance, Lejean from Seven Dust is a massive equestrian fan. It's a, it's a weird random hobby that he has. Is there something like that that drives you away from music and, and from literature? Oh man, I don't know. I don't think, I don't, I don't think there's any anything strange. And you know, um, for a while, I was into. Well, I still am into, but it's still music related. But uh, modular synthesis, yes, which is you know, um, but it's still music related. Uh, maybe you know, I don't think anybody would think of me as like a, uh, you know, as somebody that would be sort of into that, but. Um, yeah, I, 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 a bit of a, it's a bit of a hobby of mine right now. I mean, I definitely incorporate some of it into Coheed's music or any other music that I do, but, um, but yeah, it's, you know, it's a big machine that you can patch all these things into and it looks like a big robot. Yes. Most people come over and they like to look at, look at it just for the lights, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's something I'm into, but that's the only thing that really comes to mind that sort of odd other other than that i don't really you know right now i think the things that i i'm the hobby sort of things that i'm into are probably the things that my son are, is into and he's very much into like escalators and streets and just like these you know sort of mechanical things so i i find that you know just watching like these youtube tutorials on like these you know these things that i had no interest in i now seem to like no, because of him, you know, like escalator brands and, you know, <laughs> the things that on the back, the stop signs and all sorts of like really interesting, you know, things that, like I said, I would never have like thought about. I now sort of know a lot of because of my son. That sounds fantastic. How good is YouTube for, for delivery of wealth of knowledge nowadays? And it's great that your son's into things like that as opposed to those ridiculous unboxing videos. I don't understand them. Oh, yeah, no. Well, I mean, to tell you what, I mean, he he was getting into that for a second because he was, like, very much into, like, Thomas trains and, like, was into, like, collecting Thomas trains and, like, would kind of want to see when the, you know, which ones he didn't have and things like that. But for the most part, he sort of, that was a very, like, quick sort of phase. Um, but, yeah, now it's, like, you know, he's very much, I think, I think he's very much into, like, grids. <laughs> you know, like uh, just in terms of like, seriously, in terms of like the, the mechanics of like an escalator. And then I think about like when we're walking in the street, he sort of memorizes the grid yeah. of our neighborhood, like knows where the 
what streets are like. I'm just like, holy moly, man! Like, like he knows which roads are coming. It's wow. It's pretty cool. That sounds fantastic. It sounds like you're raising a very curious and intuitive mind. So uh, good luck with that. Uh, obviously, parenting is uh, the most important thing that, that just about any human being can do. We're going to run out of time real soon, Claudia, but I want to ask you uh, your first record. We ask everyone that comes on the show this question. Do you remember the first record that you ever got as a fan? What was it? Do you still own it? I remember my first two records because they were Christmas gifts. Um one was Aerosmith's Permanent Vacation. These were actual records. Yeah. Aerosmith's Permanent Vacation and Guns N' Roses Lies. Oof. They were, you know, gifted to me as a child. The records, I don't still own those because, you know, as I guess records had like sort of passed and cassettes became the thing. So, I mean, I was really, how old was I? I mean, those are the 80s. So maybe, maybe 10, 11, 13, I'm somewhere in there. Um, but yeah. So uh, those are my first two records. Sounds like a great rock and roll education, mate. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. It's been a pleasure having you on the show. Looking forward to this tour across December. Claudia of Coheed and Cambria, uh, good to find to get you on the show, mate. We'll see you soon. Yes, sir. Thank you, Dave.